Well, that sounds uh, not safe for work. <laughs> not, not like autoerotic asphyxiation. Like I just shove too much food down my throat, and so every time I go to a fucking restaurant, I have to like gauge the room to see if I should sit next to somebody who probably knows the Heimlich maneuver. It's a real simple fix. Just chew your food a little bit more. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a simple yeah. fix, but I also recognize that I'm a fucking idiot and will continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. It's like, it's easier for you to gauge a room to see who could save your life versus <laughs> just chewing a little bit more? Like, I don't know. I get, like, I don't know what it is. I guess I just get excited about the food I'm eating or what, but like, I just, I just, I go ham on it and then... I'm regretting it when I'm like, shit, I, there's food stuck in my throat and I need to like grab the nearest drink I possibly can to, to try and wash all this down. And then I, t- I did tell you about the time when I was working on that show, I was, when I was a, a PA on that show and I was like in the bathroom for like two hours trying to dislodge chicken from my throat. Yeah, you did tell Oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <clears throat> Chew your food. Yes. I mean, that's the thing, man. You can go ham on your food, or you can savor it because it's so delicious. Yeah, why are you eating so fast? Yeah, slow down, buddy. Well, it's like it's 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 all that I know at this point. Like it doesn't register to me that I'm not chewing my food enough until it's stuck in my throat. Your food's not gonna like turn into not food within a space of twenty minutes. <laughs> like it's gonna be food for a couple days. You got time. Yeah, I know. why are you rushing? I don't know. I don't try to rush. That's the thing. Like, it's not like it's not even a conscious thing of like, yeah, let's eat this food real fast. It's just like it just happens. I think that's just it, Jason. Make the conscious decision to not let it just happen. I guess that's that's you know we all we all learned a lesson here today. Did we? I I learned a lesson here today. I'm pretty sure you didn't. You know who else learned a lesson here today? (laughs) Not Jason at the Savage Land. You got this. See, th- see, then you derail me, and then I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I, nobody knows. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't derail you. Know. We were just giggling. That derails me. Your, that your giggles. Jason, oh. stoic silence. Stoic silence. All right, I'll be oh, stoic. That's even worse. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Who do we have in the savage who, who, who's, who's here in the savage? Is this, this land? Jason, <laughs> can't even, can't even, can't even do it. 
He's Matt. It's, uh, he's it's Matt. Matt. And it's who's Matt. the Show woman? Me, I Matt. I don't know who is the woman. Who is the woman, Jason? That's the question. You probably ask yourself that pretty frequently. <laughs> I do. I, every oh. time I look in the mirror. Like, who is that woman? Who is this woman? Oh, it's me, Jason. <laughs> Hello, hi. Hey, good to see you again. How are you? Hey, hey, buddy, looking, looking good. <laughs> Everything's looking hey, up for Jason. Looking pretty good. Just, do, just slow down while you up, eat. Jason. Slow down while you eat that hamburger. <laughs> yeah, seriously, chew your food, lady. Chew your God. food, lady. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to myself from now on. Anytime I choke. Yeah, just hear that in your mind. Chew your food, lady. I think that might actually work. It's that just absurd enough to work. It's just so crazy. It just might work. It just might. Anyways, I'm Rachel. <laughs> what are we going to be? Uh, we're we're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts, maybe Hooray. eventually. If- it's a jungle battle. Why is it a jungle? Is there a jungle at all in that movie? <laughs> no, it's a cage match in the jungle. It it's a wizard duel. It's Rambo versus Predator versus it's... Schwarzenegger versus uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. None of I'm these on. are magical things. I'm it's... on board with that movie. Uh, that no, it, none of them individually are magical, but together they make magic. Uh, it makes me think that I would rather have seen the movie, movie Fabulous Magic. Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fabulous Beasts. <laughs> because I bet that would be a really good movie. It would. I would like to see that. It'd be fabulous. <laughs> oh, I get it now. It would there have been go. a better movie, maybe. Whoa, Anyways, we'll that's get, a teaser. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> that's waka, spicy waka. opinion. It's <laughs> a spicy meatball. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, some spicy opinion to go with our ma- our 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 appetizer of ketchup. Am I right? Huh? Just just a plate of ketchup. Yeah, I mean it's, it's got ketchup. it's got chunks of of movies and comic books and TV and other stuff in it though. Today I would prefer mustard. Mustard does sound good. I like mustard. I actually hate mustard. Mustard's the worst. Are you serious? I love it. Uh, it's so good. I it, like I like yellow mustard, <laughs> but I hate every other type of mustard. <laughs> so gross. Are you guys? How about some spicy mayo? Ew, spicy no, mayo. No, 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 no. No, I don't like that either. I hate. I mayonnaise. love spicy mayo. I don't get involved God. with any mayo-related items. Me neither. That's why we're redheaded. That's why we have a gingery <laughs> entanglement. Yep. <laughs> Rachel, what type of mustard it. do you like? All the mustards. <laughs> All of them, literally, like yellow Dijon, uh, spicy, Hot damn, mustard yeah. gas. Oh, I love mustard gas. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> it's the best kind. I've always kind of thought there's not enough types of ketchup. Like mustard has a whole gambit of like, like, like different flavors and varieties. But like ketchup, ketchup's pretty much ketchup, you know. Well, here's the thing with ketchup. Here's the wonderful world of ketchup. <laughs> uh, all you got to do is. Put something else in it, like a French whatever fry. Whatever you want it to be. Well, no, like a, another flavor. <laughs> like what? What? Like 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 uh, cumin. Put some cumin in your ketchup. That's delicious. Is it? Yep. You want to try something else? Put some curry in your ketchup. That's pretty good. Ugh, that, none of that sounds good. That's I hate fun. ketchup, though. I don't like uh, ketchup's all right. I hate it. You're you want to try something else? Put some. Um, put some. 
seasoning in your ketchup. Whatever seasoning you want. Just like I was saying before, with, but vaguer. <laughs> you, are, you are opening my eyes up to the possibilities of ketchup, though, Matt. Like, I've, I've never really thought about tuning up my, my ketchup game like that. My, my, my ketchup uh, life's been uh, pretty bland. Yeah, yeah all same. You got, all you got to do is just... And then you've got new ketchup. What was that sound do again? You just do that as you're squeezing it. Yeah, you, you know what else is good? Sriracha ketchup. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that one. No, it's really good. Try it. I promise. <sighs> I've see. I've never fully been on board with sriracha. Like I, I, I'm okay with sriracha, but I feel like most, like most college age kids go through that phase of like putting sriracha on fucking everything, and I, ne- yeah, I, I like- never did that. Oh, I like sriracha. Or, or you could do the uh, the other one. I like is the uh, mix the mix a tapatio and ketchup. Hmm, that's pretty good. I might that try that. Interesting. I don't it's like people good. who put tapatio with their breakfast, though. That's that's anarchy. That's what I do. That's my favorite. Nope. Oh, I want to wake up to a spicy breakfast. See, I don't like spice. Like I with breakfast, I don't want to taste anything spicy. Oh, I do. I like spicy stuff. Ugh. Cause I, I like spicy to I, an extent. I got uh, good. Sorry, I'm just watching my dog dry heave on the ground. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just making sure he's okay. Um, oh, that's rough. What are we doing here? Watching this? <laughs> I don't know, but we're we're pretty. Copper, this channel sucks. Can we change the channel? Um, well, that that covers the. <laughs> Hey, what kind of condiments do you like segment of the Savage Land? Because we do that segment all the time. Yeah, all the time. That's, um, that's a regular, it's a fan favorite segment, often requested. Sorry, sorry I got distracted. Uh, what uh, was I trying to say? Well, I, so I was going to say eggs are bad Why enough do I like on the old plumbing in the morning. I don't want to mix spices in with that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. Um, in fact, my favorite breakfast is a really delicious biscuit. With a fried egg, bacon, and cheese. Mm, mm, mm. That's pretty good. I With tapatio on it. Ugh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese do you put with your breakfast? Uh, I am particularly fond of pepper jack. Really? I yep. love pepper jack cheese. It's delicious. Uh, I'm okay with pepper jack cheese on like a burger, but I feel like it has no place in any other realm of the food world. It should be on everything. It should be on everything. I also like, um, I had a uh, habanero pepper jack just recently, and that was delicious. Again, that sounds really good on a burger. You were there, Jason. What? You were there. Oh, that was when we went to, um, what, Crown Burger? Uh, Proper Burger. What? Proper Burger. Proper, space, burger. (laughs) I don't, was that, is that the place that's close to your house, or... That's the place we went with Chase after Comic Con. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I think you remembered. I remembered. Yep. That I, I for some reason I was thinking of uh, there's the, the the Crown Burger is the other one that's like close to your place by the that giant carpet movie theater. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that was different. No, yeah. So proper burger they've got uh, they've got that burger with like crushed up Fritos and yeah. You get the oh, that was some good shit. Oh, so good. Yep. High five. Mm-hmm. That was us high fiving. Yep, sure was. I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> Get out of here, you vegan plebe. Um I'm just kidding. 
Oh. I'm kidding, Rachel. You don't have to get out of here. You can get right in here with your ketchup. <laughs> Do you like yeah, I that segue? I think you're the. I, I think it sounds like you're the reigning champion of ketchup this week. So I think you should probably take the lead. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about <laughs> actual actual condiments and yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. No, Cheese probably flavors. not. Uh, okay, let me look at my list here. <laughs> I've still got leftovers from next week, so, like, as far as as far as far you go, Matt, like, if you don't have much, I got you covered, buddy. Yeah, I don't have much. All these food-related things, man, we might as well have just, a, like, a... The savages make food, but it's not really food, because we didn't... I don't know, it's a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that just went downhill. <laughs> I don't even know where you were going with that. I don't know. I, I'm I aware either. enough to stop myself when it's really, like, gonna, <laughs> like if it's like, mm, that's probably not going to go anywhere good, I'll just, yeah, just stop. Uh, if, if if we ever get popular enough to have like legitimate super fans, I hope somebody makes a super cut of every Matt or every joke Matt's ever <laughs> attempted to start and then stopped himself from doing. Oh boy, yeah, that's the <laughs> dude. <laughs> I will give somebody some serious props for that because I'm sure there's a lot. There, yeah, there's a lot of I I've I've remembered quite a few jokes that I'm like, oh, Matt's going somewhere, and then you just stop, you just you just pull the plug. There's a thing, it's like, I hear the joke in my head, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then it starts to come out, and I'm like, oh, 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 shit, bail, 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 bail. Abort! Abort, <laughs> abort mission. <laughs> Not going to be good. That makes sense. I, I do that, except I don't abort. Yeah, I got to abort. I think aborting is almost, in and of itself, funnier than the joke that I would have told. <laughs> That's yeah, I think it's always and I'm just funny. Kinda, I'm going for cheap laughs here, man. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that's probably why I don't get laughs. Like I think it's because I I don't abort my jokes, and then I finish them off, and people are like, "Wow, that was really underwhelming." I I just don't say my joke at all because I'm like, man, that's already fucking dumb. <laughs> just don't do it at all. <laughs> just fade back into the darkness. I think that's called self loathing, <laughs> if I'm correct. <laughs> just fade back into the darkness. <laughs> the cover of night. The co- <laughs> Rachel just <laughs> turns into a in bat and goes up to the fucking shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm a vampire. Yeah, so every time Rachel phases into the darkness, it's, it's because the joke was about to come out. And Hello, and darkness, my old friend. Uh, Rachel, what ketchup do you have? Uh, well, I like watched a thousand things. I'm not quite sure what to start with. Buckle I, up, I actually buddies. went and saw movies and stuff. Yeah. How to hear. <laughs> Yippee! God. <laughs> my cardboard cutout of Jake Lloyd just said "Yippee!" So, oh my god, that that I, I, that is my favorite uh, Comic Con costume of all time, and I forgot completely about it until I list, re-listened to episode fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's yeah. so good. That was a that was a good that was a good little bit. That is so wizard, Annie. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Go All ahead, right. Rach. But, but back back on track here. Back on track. And speaking of tracks, oh. let's talk about the Grand Tour. Oh! I I did a segue, you guys. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was a good segue. That was satisfying. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a eight point three. Oh Ooh, shit! Wow. Yeah. I'll give it a nine. I'll, I'll give it an eight point four. Rachel, I I'll like you more than Matt does. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it an eight point five. Jesus. The fucking peanut gallery is peanut gallery is on one today. <laughs> ah! Where's Amy? Uh, 
Uh, did anybody else watch it? I no. watched about half of it, and then I was so fucking... Because I was watching it at like 2 a.m., and I was crazy tired. Is it so a movie or a show? It's... It's the new movie? Top Gear. No. Yeah, it's the new Top Gear. So it's a show. It's a show, yeah. yeah. Okay. And and they're actually releasing a new episode every week. Uh, so I can't just sit there and binge watch them, which is okay. Probably better. Yeah. <clears throat> everybody. Yeah. I, I think in the long run, it'll be better. Good old but, Amazon Prime. But I'm a huge Top Gear fan, so I was pretty excited for it to come back. And I like that they're kind of transitioning away from the celebrity interviews. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw the part where they all died. Yeah, where they killed off Jeremy Renner and uh, <laughs> who else did they kill off? Army, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Yeah, he got attacked by a snake out in the <laughs> desert. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, what did he, did Jer- Jeremy Renner had like his parachute uh, didn't come out or something? Yeah, he was skydiving and his parachute didn't come out. So you just, you just see him splat in the <laughs> desert in the background. That's funny. And, yeah. Is pretty awesome, and I don't know the girl that they killed either, but her body was just like in their studio, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a good little intro. I didn't like, I didn't make it all the way into the things that they did, but what did they, uh, what did they do in that episode? Uh, they just basically did their, you know, let's see what these cars can do, and <laughs> what what I love is like Ferrari won't let them do anything. Oh. Like, they couldn't drive the car onto the track. They had to have it brought in by a semi-truck. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? You have a, a message, Matt. <laughs> but um, I made the joke when I saw the Ferrari. I'm like, look, it's Ferrari the Ferrari. <laughs> and my Jason, Captain America Jason, yeah. just thought I was making a stupid joke. Uh-huh. But then they actually like said it in the show, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "That's the name of the car. <laughs> it's called Ferrari the Ferrari." So yeah, uh, had he, he not no watched Top Gear? He's seen a few episodes here and there, but I've seen all of them. So <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. I know. <laughs> like I've seen a good portion of Top Gear, but I've seen nowhere near every episode because there's like fucking there's like eighty nine seasons of it. Uh, 22. Yeah, I was close. 89. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's totally close. <laughs> Halfway there. And they're like, they're 25 episode seasons or some shit like that, aren't they? Yeah, they're really long seasons, Ugh. but... That's so yeah. many episodes. Wait, I mean, did you say there's did you say there's 22 seasons of Top Gear? Yes. Holy shit, really? Yeah. yeah. They've been doing this shit a and while. I've, and I've seen That's all of them. That's a spicy meatball! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about oh cars. Oh my god. Cars are, cars are so foreign to me. I because I have a Subaru. <laughs> I I do. That's what happens when my jokes actually fall out of my mouth. <laughs> Captain America drives a Subaru. Love Subarus. Oh, I get we it. Cars it, are so what does foreign he call to it? me. I think he calls it yep. the Lesbaru. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Subarus are for people who climb rocks or people who eat pussy. Um. Anyway, <laughs> or both. Or both. Like, get, get clever with this, buddy. Get clever. Nope, didn't get clever at all. <laughs> uh, shit, that's oh funny. my god. Anyways, Grand Tour is awesome. Not saying I and don't. I'm by s- the way, ladies. Gross, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Moving on. 
welcome to Jason pl- plays the character of Skis Ball this episode. <laughs> Ladies. 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 <laughs> Girl, my neck beard out. Uh, okay. Lady. Um, <laughs> moving on to tragedy. We Trad. watched uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, yeah. How was that? With, Sp- with Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. It w- he can do it was... whatever a spider can. Mel Gibson directing Spider-Man. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, was, was... I didn't know it was a Mel Gibson directed. Yeah. It's a Mel Gibson joint, there... as he refers Spider-Man to them. Spider-Man is Oh, Jesus my God. <laughs> I'll stop. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. Sorry, Rachel. All right. we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be respectful. <laughs> it's probably 95% my fault. I actually have like points to talk I know, about. I know, I know, I know. You're, you're all prepared. Jason and I are fucking it up. <laughs> Even though earlier today, Jason was like, let's not fuck it up today, guys. <laughs> I know, in the chat, he's like, so since you have the most to talk about, you know, we'll just let you do that because Matt and I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I mean, Matt and I do have a problem of like, oh, I did this. It was good. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'm done. All right. Speaking of Mel Gibson, Ooh. therein lies my problem with the movie. Okay. It is way too Jesus-y for my uh, taste. Uh, oh, so I was kind of on point with my whole making Jesus jokes. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, he loves Jesus, but also the main character was a Seventh-day Adventist, so he's, like, super into Jesus, too, and that's what the whole story is about, that he... Because of the commandments, he wouldn't um, pick up a firearm. And it is based on a true the story. Training. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and it shows him at the end. And so there's him going through the court martial and everything to see if they will allow him to go to war because he didn't technically complete his basic training because he didn't do any of the rifle training. Huh. Interesting. But it's it's pretty gross and bloody and all that it's a good show but it's not really my taste is there just being supportive girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) is there so i mean does like obviously the theme of jesus plays a heavy part because he's very uh christian but is there like 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 is it is it is it a movie that's like jesus is real and look at the power of him kind of yeah in a way Uh. especially at the end because Everybody like retreated, but he stayed and he actually kept going back on the battlefield and pulled out like 75 wooden wounded soldiers oh, when wow. everybody else had left. And he like roped them down the side of the cliff. That's impressive. So it was, it, the it is. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. So, I mean, Titular it's, line you know, inspiring because of that. But at the same time, it's very. Jesus is awesome. Yeah, then after the guy does this superheroic thing, he's like, it was all Jesus. Yeah, pretty much, because it shows him, you know. Well, hey, to each... What does he say? Like, Lord, let me find one more, is what he keeps saying the whole time he's running out there. But the one amazing thing about this movie is Vince Vaughn. What? As a drill sergeant. Vince Vaughn was in this movie? He is fucking hilarious. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. Humor in a Mel Gibson movie? Like, that alone is totally worth saying it, because he is awesome. I only want to see it now because, I mean, I I have wanted, like, I I was going to see it a couple nights ago, but I didn't get the chance. Um, 
but now I only want to see it because it's been so long since Vince Vaughn has made me laugh that I, I kind of want to see it just so that I know he can still do it. Yeah, no, I laughed so hard huh. through well, it's all also, of it. It's also got Hugo Weaving in it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hugo Weaving yeah. was in that motherfucker? Yep, he totally was. He so was. By the he way, was. I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. I think this is the year Andrew Garfield gets nominated for an Oscar because he's got this Mel Gibson movie that's doing phenomenally well. And then later this year, he's in a Martin Scorsese movie uh, with Adam Driver that's supposed to be like super crazy good um, with Adam Driver oh. and Liam Neeson, actually. Oh, Ugh, that already Neeson's sounds good. Worst. What? what? You... Yeah, I don't like him at all. Fuck you. I love him. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, I could I could whip out so many Liam Neeson's penis jokes right now. Uh, I think we're good. Yep, keep moving on. Well, just go to <laughs> neesonpenis.com for more. <laughs> I think that's the website. I don't uh, know. Yeah, maybe later when I get home. Or neesoncock.com. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I also did watch Final Fantasy King's Glaive, which I know you two aren't. Well, very interested in i uh, so i actually as far as final fantasy goes the things i've been most interested in have been the non-video game things well all right so how would this works and i didn't do it in this order because i didn't know there's an anime series that i guess i was supposed to watch before i watched this movie ah and then they both tie in to final fantasy 15 god they're on 15 now yeah. Oh man, I'm left in the dust around seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, okay. So, is this movie an anime movie, or is it like one of the like? Is it like a CG movie? Like, um, it's a it's a CG movie, but they had an anime series that was like a prequel to this movie. Huh. So there was a lot of things in the movie that I was just like, what? Like, I had no really any fucking clue what was going on is it cg like is it cg like the spirits within type thing yes okay so it looks incredible so it's like advent children uh, yeah okay i because i uh, I fucking loved advent children not because it was good because it was a i think honestly it was a trash movie but like that cg was just fucking gorgeous so so when i first saw advent children i thought this movie fucking sucks is that the one that takes place after seven yes okay but then i replayed seven and I immediately watched the movie afterwards, and it was awesome. Yeah? I absolutely loved it. So I think that's really the only way you'll probably like it, is if you Oof. put your time in Oof. and replay the game, yeah, and an... then rewatch the movie. Well, and the... then it's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Time this to is awesome. those chocobos. yeah. As far as Final Fantasy goes, there's no replay for me. It's just play. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Oh no! I replay all of them. I don't blame you. I tried to do. I tried to because I got seven on the PS3, and I was like, "All right, time to play Final Fantasy VII again." And I got like, literally like twenty minutes in. I was like, oh, "I can't do it." Yeah, no, that. And I mean, I've nope. I've I've talked at length to the <laughs> amount of like disregard I have for any video game that requires me to to play this super long overarching narrative that takes place over hours and hours. Nope, give me one hundred and eighty hours, and I'm good. Oh no. Jesus. And no. I will replay it at least three times. I <laughs> just to give you perspective, there is I've played GTA five more than any other game in my life. I've played more hours on that game than I've ever played of any other game, and I've I've owned it now for I think three years. Over the course of those three years, I've played it a total of five days. I just looked yesterday at my total playtime. 
total of five days over three years. That's and that's the the most I've ever played a game. So there's no fucking Slacker. way I'm getting through Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> Final, I Final, when I first I think we've already discussed it, but that was on like episode two. So let's reintroduce it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the I played Final Fantasy seven when I was a kid, and I loved it, and I had a blast playing it, except for the chocobo part. Nope, uh, breed all those chocobos. Oh, so boring. Breed them. That's as far as I ever got in the in the in the world of Final Fantasy. And then I watched those two movies. I thought the Spirits Within was kind of a cool movie. I didn't like it. I never saw Spirits Within. I didn't of, even know it existed until this movie. conversation. Rachel didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like it. Well, when it came out, it was like this new, like hyper realistic CG, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, but the story was dumb. Was it released after Advent Children or before? Before. Okay, that was makes it? sense. Yes. Hmm. So I remember I went and saw it in the theater. I did too. Yeah. And our little sad dinky theater. I think I saw it in 3D. There are no 3D options where I'm from. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, getting back to the movie. Uh-huh. Um, there are voices by Aaron Paul. What? And Sean Bean. What? And uh, the girly from Game of Thrones. does not simply watch Final Fantasy. The the one lady Amelia Clark Lena, oh, Lena Headley yeah 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 that girly I don't also really know from Dread but she played Mama in Dread yeah, yeah so but a, a lot of um, the other characters not those characters they actually like did the motion capture for everything oh, dope. and their faces are exactly the same oh. kind of like they did with Until Dawn where the actors did all the motion capture and they had like the cameras on their faces. So you're watching like CG Aaron Paul deliver lines? No, not with those three characters. They are just the voices. Oh, that's lame. So, so yeah, this, so they don't look anything alike, but it's still pretty cool. But again, with the story, I'm just like, I don't understand. But by the end, it was really awesome and it's beautiful and the fight scenes are incredible. Is this on Netflix? I don't know. I okay. acquired it different she ways. She borrowed a DVD. Yes. Um, Blockbuster. I <laughs> Hollywood video. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like trying to picture like how I feel about hearing Aaron Paul's voice, but seeing some other random fucking actor's hyper-realistic CG face. It's not like anything annoying. I feel like that'd be jarring. No, I don't care. Because I feel like he'd be like, yeah, science. But then it'd be like, you know, uh, fucking, you know, uh, uh, Hun Song Ju's face or whatever. Is that that guy's name? What's that guy's name? No. Jong Su Hu? <laughs> no. Something. I'm bad. No, I'm real bad you're, with. You're just, you're just worrying about stuff you shouldn't worry about. I think you're digging yourself into a hole there, too. Yeah. So you, might as well yeah. Just stop while you're. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's, I don't know, that, that one dude. You know who I'm talking about. Nope. Yeah. Actor. Jet Li. Not, not Jet Li. Yep. No, he's younger than Jet Li. <laughs> Jackie Chan. No, wrong, wrong direction age-wise. <laughs> well, that's all of the uh, actors. Right, Chow Yun-Fat. Yep, there we go. <laughs> all right, let's just uh, move on before I make myself look racist, as if I yeah. hadn't already. But anyways, it was awesome. I, I recommend it if you're a Final Fantasy fan, obviously. Then, yeah. I like how much you emphasize that, obviously. Obviously. It's like you're getting obviously. mad at them. If you're like me, then you'll 
try to watch everything and do everything. Anytime I hear, if you're like me, I'm pretty sure I'm about to be sold some sort of prescription I don't need. (laughs) (laughs) If you're like me, you have trouble with your heels in the morning after taking a swim. No, if you're like me, you have to do all the missions and side quests and replay this game four times. Oh, boy. Do you have have platinum on those games? What do you mean? On any of the Final Fantasy games, do you have the platinum trophy? Full completion. I don't know, because most of them that I played was on Nintendo. I always get full completion. In the original PlayStation. All right, skis ball. (laughs) Hey, I'm playing it up. All right. And last... But not least, I'm all caught up on Westworld. Westworld? Oh, boy. So that makes two of you. I'm so sick and tired of all this Westworld. Actually, as this episode comes out, you're both one episode behind. Or no, Rachel, are you caught up, caught up? I'm caught up, caught up. I'm not caught up, caught up. I've got got one to watch tonight. Ooh, okay. So what's 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 sort of uh, what's been standing out to you thus far? What's made the the biggest impression on you, Rachel? Um, I'm very drawn to stories where it's already interesting, but then things change so so drastically that I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" And it just completely takes like a left turn, and then I have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. and then I get confused. I don't know why, but I really like stories like that. that no, I, I think that's that's the, usually the sign of a good story. Yeah. Yeah, as long as the question it makes you want, like as long as it makes the, the question that it makes you ask is worth answering. Sure. Yeah. I think that's Basically, what it Basically, it's what the fuck is happening? I think that show is easily one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. And Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. is incredible in it. And he just keeps getting better and better. The whole show is just good. Yeah, the whole thing I just absolutely love. I love just the the general sort of layout design of that show. It's a fucking beautiful show. Yeah. It looks so good. And all the, like, cool robotic people making machines and stuff looks so cool. And it has easily easily one of the best opening credits sequences I've seen in a long time. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I love how there's all these old-timey piano versions of all these really awesome songs. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. I I love that. I uh what was it wasn't it the first episode where it was uh wasn't it Creep by Radiohead that was playing? There's no surprises by Radiohead. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, that was uh, They did another Radiohead one later on. I think it was um wasn't talk show host. Mm-mm. I think Radiohead lends itself, like especially when played in that way. I think Radiohead lends itself to that type of of fiction. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. It's fake plastic trees. That's what it was. Ah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And then they had a a forest by the cure that played, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Oh, when I feel like I maybe I heard that. I don't know if I heard that. Which episode was that in? It's like three or four. I mean, it's pretty early. Okay. On yeah, show. it's pretty early. Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty sure four. I heard that because when you when you said that in my head, I I like heard the music. No, it was exit. It was exit music for a film. That's the one they played. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. God, there's just so many good Radiohead songs. I think it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it's really good. And I know they've done Paint It Black. And Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Yes. Black Hole Sun. But 
Yeah, but I just love it because the one girl's story, like every time she walks into the saloon, it's got that piano playing. So there's a different song each time she walks in. Yep. Yeah. And I I just love trying to pick out what song they're playing next. I I love that world because it's it's a really good narrative way of having your cake and eating it too, of being able to do like, you know, a Western story that's like, you know, very uh, primitive but at the same time being like, no, but it's set in our future so we can still have all these, you know, like sort of not fourth wall breaking things, but like the, the you know, radio head songs and stuff don't shatter your disbelief or, or, or you know, make you, uh, uh, you know, sort of like break the illusion because it's set in the future and so they can do things like that um without yeah you know because like if you have a normal western you can't just like you know throw on a you know a fucking kanye west song or some shit like that and have it be cool yeah it it takes you out of the story whereas this kind of just it pulls you it. in more yeah exactly yeah. it's really cool I, I really love that yeah and where i'm at now it's just completely insane like stuff's happened that i just never even saw coming i'm really looking forward to binging this and uh the second half of of mr robot season two yeah i definitely have loved being able to watch so many in a row yeah and now i'm sad that i'm caught up and <laughs> I'm just waiting i don't like that feeling like i like to watch everything and be done yeah i don't like waiting each week well, and congrats to Jonathan Nolan on stepping out of his brother's shadow and then stepping right into the shadow of J.J. Abrams. That's sad when you put it that way. <laughs> but he's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing show. No, it really is. I, what What is it that J.J. Abrams does to be involved in every single thing that I'm interested in? You know what he's I mean? Just, he just, he knows what you, Jason likes. It's like... Especially he knows what we all like. He does. And it's like it's it's not even like, you know, all high budget things or anything like that. Like it's like all across the spectrum, you know. He had like eleven twenty two sixty three on Hulu, which was like I mean it was somewhat high budget for Hulu, but not like crazy. And then there was like, you know, ten Cloverfield Lane that he produced, but then it's also like Star Wars and Star Trek and then Westworld and like fuckers everywhere, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. And he's making he's making that new uh, Cloverfield movie. Yeah, third Cloverfield, a third Cloververse uh, movie. Yeah, third a third tangentially related film, which I like. Whatever it is, I'm I, I'm already sold. Yep, me too. I'm sold after seeing Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that movie was so good. So good. That was incredible. I love that movie. By the way, uh, I just really really quick uh, show show addressing thing. Uh, let's let's uh, over the course of the next month get together our lists of like top ten. Uh, movies tv shows and comics for the year and then you know for the first like three weeks of the of of january we'll have a top 10 this or that episodes cool yeah i was just thinking that because then we can kind of compare and contrast each of our top 10 you know what i mean know what you mean anyway sorry right back to you rachel that with the weather basically the end of my ketchup that was some good ketchup i actually had some some things. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was solid. Some things and My, some opinions and some life. I already told uh, Cap our next movie is Arrival. Ooh, I, that's in my catch-up. Well, that was going to... We were going to see that last night, but we opted for uh, Fantastic Beasts instead. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, okay. 
I'm, I'm actually ne- glad you next did. Next time. Next time. Yeah, I'm glad that you did opt for Fantastic Beasts because then it gave us all one, you know, thing that we're all uh, we're all seeing, or we all that saw. Just, that's fr- that's that's fresh. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, I'll be right. I, uh, sorry, podcast listeners, I have to take care of something. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I will start my catch up then. Um, yes. So let's see. I. I'll tell. I don't know what to start with. Uh, first off, so have you heard of Amoeba Music, Rachel? No. So it's a it's a music store here in Hollywood. It's like a I don't know. It's a fairly well known like record store that's been around for a long time. Um, but the other day when I I went to uh, one of our theaters here to see uh, one of the fucking movies that I saw, I, it might have been Arrival, but I don't fucking know. I've seen too many. Um, uh, I I was like, okay, I got some time to kill. So I went to Amoeba and saw that they have fucking comic books there. Hmm. And I was like, what the hell? And it's not like they don't have like single issues or anything, but they have trade paperbacks, which is really most of what I buy anyway. Um, yeah. And they had a discount section for comic books. And when I say discount, I mean like fucking discount, like, like 75% off and shit. Oh my God. Yeah. And since it's a record store, nobody's going in there looking for comics. You know what I mean? True. So they probably had like a shit ton of stuff. They had some good stuff. (laughs) And like, I could have spent so much more money than I did. And I'm like, next time I get paid, I'm probably going back there to buy some of the other stuff I saw because like, it's a, it's a freaking gold mine. Like it's insane. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a kind of a, a quick little, uh, spiel on what I got while I was there. Uh, so the the first uh, thing that I saw that caught my attention that I was like, holy shit, is um, Hellblazer City of Demons. Uh, the title might not mean much to you, but this is the one Hellblazer arc that was illustrated by Sean Gordon Murphy toward the beginning of his career. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's it's actually a story arc I've been trying to find for a long time now because it's it's no longer in print um, because for most of the Hellblazer stuff it's just in those omnibus collected editions you know yeah um, but it's I mean it's it's like you know Sean Murphy I think this was right before or maybe a couple years before he did Punk Rock Jesus oh cool yeah and so for those of you who don't, who don't know Sean Murphy is a fantastic artist that both Rachel and I are quite fond of uh, he did The Wake and Punk Rock Jesus. Um, and a bunch of other stuff that, like, just little one-off issues and stuff here and there. Um, and he's about to do his own Batman series, write and draw it, which is dope. Um, but anyway, yeah, he. Uh, so I, I tracked that shit down. It's written by C. Spencer, who wrote uh, The Vinyl Underground. Um, or Cy Spencer, I don't know how to say it. But anyway, really fucking dope, and it's one that I've been trying to track down for a long time. Got it for eight bucks. What? Yep. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> and then... The second one I got, I had to, I couldn't pass this one up because it was a, it was for two ninety nine. It's the first volume of Stan Lee's uh, Starborn, which is a recent series that he did for Boom Studios. Uh, he co-wrote it with Chris Roberson, and it was illustrated by Carrie Randolph, who's actually a, a really good artist. Um, and I, it's it's one of Stan Lee's like creator owned properties that I'm sure is probably terrible, but it was three <laughs> bucks. <laughs> and they Wait, yeah you haven't, you haven't you haven't read it yet I haven't read it yet. 
Well, you gotta you gotta read that and let us know how it goes. Yeah, I bet it's rough. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's pretty rough. But I mean, the, so the the co-author though is the guy who wrote um, I Zombie, which was actually the comic book series for I Zombie was really good. Um, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I I I, I was I liked it. Yeah, um, I gave it one volume, and I'm like, eh, <laughs> this isn't my thing. Yeah, it's I don't know it. it it's it's a sci-fi story uh, about a sci-fi writer who learns he's an heir to an alien throne and soon finds himself in the middle of a galactic war, forced to face uh, the truth that he is not of this world. Yeah. I almost bought all four volumes of this because it would have cost me a total of $12, but I didn't. I refrained. Good, Good choice. Because I was like, okay, first off, I need to like know if this is even, you know, if I will ever even touch those other volumes first. Um, third on the list, by the way, Matt, to catch you up, I went to Amoeba Music and they had an amazing discount comics section. Oh, nice. Uh, this, so the third one, this one I got for one ninety nine, and I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, $1.99? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of Whoa. your mind? Uh, I got the adapted graphic novel of All You Need Is Kill. Oh, yeah? Fuck oh, yeah. cool! Nice. I I have that. Yeah, for those for those not in the know, all you need in uh, all you need is kill is the uh, novel on which, or were they mangas or novels? Were they novels? They were novels. He wrote yeah. a novel first, and then it, then they turn it into other yeah. stuff. Okay, I have, I have the novel and the the manga. Ew. I have the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what uh, the Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt movie, The Edge of Tomorrow, was based on. For those who don't know, yes. and that book is. Absolutely incredible. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I loved it. I'm really looking forward to reading it, actually. Or reading the graphic novel. Um, Is it the whole thing? I believe so. Nice. All right. Yeah, because there's no, like, volume number on it or anything like that. So, who knows? Um, and then just two more two more on the list. Uh, I got the first volume of Mark Wade's uh, Incorruptible, which is the sequel to Irredeemable. Um, which if you haven't read Irredeemable, it's fucking fantastic. Like it's, it's some of Mark Wade's best work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got it for fucking two ninety nine, And then last on the list, volume one of Brian K. Vaughn's Ex Machina, his, uh, very long sprawling, uh, Vertigo series. Volume one nice. for six bucks. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I wanted to read that. You know what? I was I was buying some presents for my sisters recently, and I got them some Brian K. Vaughn stuff. But all the volume ones were all six bucks. Yeah, dude. On Amazon, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, fucking. Just gonna start buying them all, all of them. But then you then you get sucked in because then you start spending like twenty bucks per the rest. Yeah, every time I go on Amazon, I'm like, oh man, this is only six bucks. This is eight bucks. Six whole six whole dollars. Oh wait, free shipping. I have like twenty in here. Yeah, totally. I've spent a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. I almost did that the other day too. I'm actually I'm waiting until because usually InStockTrades.com just for people who are wanting to buy some comics at a good price, InStockTrades.com usually has like a Black Friday sale, and I think actually it might be it'll be up probably by the time this episode comes out. Uh, so if you're looking for discount comic books, like that's the site I usually use just because they're usually a little cheaper than Amazon, um, and they send all their packages are like boarded up so they don't get damaged in the mail. Um. So it's it's good for comics because like when I got volume one of Saga or I think it was volume four of Saga off Amazon, the cover was all jacked up and shit. Um, I think that happened to my letter forty four when I got it from Amazon. Like the cover was all scratched and I was pissed because it's a beautiful cover. It, it, I love the covers to letter forty four. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I actually did the same thing. I, I got Paper Girls Volumes 1 and 2 off of Amazon the other day. Uh, 2's not out yet, but it's I pre-ordered it just because that, that book is a delight. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, anyway, comic, I, I can't... And like Meltdown Comics is also having a Black Friday sale and stuff. I'm like, I'm super stoked to just buy all the comic books. Uh, buy them all! Buy, them buy all. all the comics! Well, I look forward to uh, your... Your uh, experience with Ex Machina, because that is the only Brian K. Vaughn thing I don't think I've read yet. Issue one was phenomenal. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I really... Yeah. Well, that's his, that's his uh, forte. Yeah, exactly. He's he's damn good at kicking <laughs> off a series. Um, yeah, he is. Okay. Uh, and then we'll rattle down the, uh, the catch-up here. Uh, I saw Moonlight, um, which, as we uh, established on the last episode, pretty much broke Black Mountain. Um but it, like this, this story was actually like if you haven't gone and seen Moonlight, which I I don't think it's done terribly well in theaters, um, really freaking. But good. it's getting it's getting stellar reviews. Yeah, like and it deserves. Even if them. it's not done, yeah, even if it hasn't done well financially, it's it's yeah. People are really people are really talking about it. Just I mean, like just as a, as a key, if you ever see the A twenty four logo in a trailer, it's probably going to be worth seeing. Like they again, they did Ex Machina, they did Swiss Army Man, they've done tons of other movies that have all been really good um they're they're like one of the few production studios that green lights movies based on whether or not it's a good idea versus whether or not it already has an established fan base and it's it's hmm. something that's missing from from all of hollywood now so like if you ever see a24 you yeah. can know that like that movie's probably at least original if not great you know yeah totally um i saw arrival but we'll see that we'll talk about that next week um uh all-star batman uh scott snyder's new batman series that's like basically mad max and batman had a kid like hmm. not li- like that's just the theme of it it's like batman like basically transporting two-face across the country and two-face has put a hit out on batman uh for like a, a huge you know number of money basically the large the sum of all of gotham's underworld on batman's head and so it's like every super villain that batman's ever faced like trying to derail them along their journey and like there's there's all this other sort of mystery stuff going on behind. I mean it's it's Scott Snyder doing Batman. There's not much I have to really sell there. But it's yeah. it's insanely bombastic. Um and I, I don't know if I've gone on record about this before, but I'm not a huge fan of John Romita Jr.'s art. Uh he's the lead artist on this series, at least for the first, I think, seven issues or so. Um I normally am not a huge fan of his art, but He's colored by Jordi Belair in this series, and Scott Snyder's writing is just so good that I just have to deal with it, and so it's it's good stuff. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh crap. <laughs> uh, series new series from Image Comics. I read uh, the first three issues of uh, called Eclipse. It's basically so it's a story about if the sun. What the fuck is going on? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Eclipse is a story about the sun getting so hot that it basically, like the 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 surface level of Earth, uh, becomes uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like all of society is like underground uh, and all that stuff. And then, basically, at nighttime, which is their daytime, they go up, you know, onto the surface and kind of like live sort of their lives up there. But then, as soon as the sun comes up, they all have to be underground. Yada yada. Um, Sure. It's actually it's a really good series, and it's uh it's the first uh, published comic series uh, for the writer uh, Zach Kaplan. Um, 
really impressive, especially, you know, starting out the gate, his first ever work. It's it's actually really intriguing. There's a lot of mystery uh, going on behind it, and there's I can't say much without spoiling it, but it's sure. pretty good. No, that sounds pretty good. I like those kind of ideas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, Black Mirror. I'm I'm continuing my, my watch through of Black Mirror. Uh-huh. I watched uh, the episode about the, like, American Idol show. Oh uh, yeah, that was that yeah. was a good one. That that was that was I a really good liked that one. I yeah. what did what did you guys think about how it ended though? Uh, With him joining, I haven't seen that for a while. Because he because he does the whole like <laughs> self flagellation thing, and they love it, right? Yeah, and they love it, and then give him his own like live cast show or whatever to to hold yeah. a thing up to his neck and basically do that every week or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that ending. Like I, one part of me is like, oh, that's really you know, like it's it's kind of like haunting and and it resonates. But at the same time, I'm like ah, oh, that's that's a little, I don't know. I thought that's. What, I mean, I think that's the that's 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 why it was a good ending is because it leaves you feeling that very unsettled. I guess that's true. I, mean, I think that that's sort of the spirit of that show, right? Yeah. Leave leave yeah. leave you as unsettled as possible at the end of every episode. Yeah. With the exception of one episode that I think had a happy ending. Which episode was that? Oh, the Bryce Dallas the Howard ratings. Which one? The Bryce Dallas Howard episode. That one, but that one's still a little bit, a little. There, no, there's another one in there. We're about. Uh, um, it is about. Well, I don't even want to say what it's about because if I tell you what it's actually about, it kind of ruins the. Okay, I'll just wait till I see it and then I'll be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Did Did you watch all of season three? No, I watched the okay, first so two yeah, episodes you... and then went back. Okay, you haven't seen it. Oh, yet. okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I'm love I'm loving Black Mirror, so I'm I'm stoked to uh to keep going through that. Uh, such a great show. I, yeah, it's uh, awesome. Excited for you to get to the one with John Hamm because I think that was probably the best episode. I do love me <laughs> some John Hamm. It's like a Christmas oh, yeah. episode, but oof, it's really good. I hmm. I guess I mean if yeah, I'll 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 see. Uh No, I mean trust trust me. I'm like yeah. Mr. Hate Christmas episodes and this this one was really good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm the fair. same. But yeah, it's really good. Uh, and this, so this is a uh, like a, a piece of news. But I wanted to, to talk to you guys about it. We we mentioned it before, but never got the chance to talk about it last week. Uh, Marvel finally decided what they're doing with the Inhumans in regards to the TV movie universe. Um, they made the announcement that the first was it two or three episodes that are uh, premiering in IMAX theaters. Two, two. first two, first two episodes. So the so the first two are are not only like premiering in the IMAX theaters, but are actually like being filmed in IMAX and made as basically, mo- you know, a movie. Um, and this is next, this is coming out next year, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that they're just pushing that so fast, but Hey, yeah. Um, but then it's going to be its own TV series after that. Yes. And what was, I can't remember the, the full details of the, the partnership that they were saying, um, and I'll I'll pull it up here, but but right, you know, just just off of that, what's what's your guys' kind of uh, response or thought uh, about that? Man, I I mean, really, nothing so far, just because there's I, there's so little information out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to assume that it's gonna be bad or anything, totally. just because this is the way they plan to do it. It could be really awesome. You're right. They might they might take the Netflix model and make a really cool and human show. Yeah, I, I mean, really, really, I have no idea. I mean, you know, it's—I don't know. I mean, is it NBC? 
Uh, ABC. It's ABC. ABC. Yeah. So the same. Yeah, the same so. people doing Agents of Shield. Right. So who knows? Is this, I mean, that's the thing. Is this take place in the same universe, or is this going to be its own thing? I mean, what is it? Who no, we don't know. I mean, I think yeah. we can assume it takes place in the same universe, but I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty not. sure it's the same universe. Apparently, it's going to be. So it's going to be eight episodes, which is shorter than you know the other Marvel shows. Uh, all of so them. So specifically, going to be a. It, as of right now, it's just a one-off thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it sounds like they are taking the Netflix model. That might quite be a good possibly. idea. I bet they. I bet they introduce Kamala Khan. That'd be sweet. I bet you. Bet you they do. Yeah. Call, calling it now. Calling it now. <laughs> um, but then, so apparently, in it, it wasn't like it's it's actually going to make like isn't it going to make like a theatrical run like not just one night but like something. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Um. That's the thing. I mean, it's too early to speculate. The, basically, the only information we know is there's going to be an Inhuman show on ABC, and the first two episodes will be released in the movie theater. Yeah, and well, not not just released in the movie theater, but shot in IMAX, which is amazing. <laughs> sure. Um, and oh, and then they're also apparently part of this partnership. They're shooting Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers Four entirely in IMAX. Oh, uh, nice. So it's oh, time for cool. me to eat my words. Yep. Yeah, that is. That's that's pretty. That's fucking cool. Like, like they're not just doing the Christopher Nolan thing of like, okay, I'll shoot segments of this in IMAX. Like, they're they're doing the whole things in IMAX. That's so cool. That is pretty cool. Um, it's gonna look. It's gonna look good. Yeah. I so. I had I don't know like when this first came out last week I had a bunch of questions about this but now I can't like I I I can't remember what because I I had a bunch of things that I was kind of curious about that I was wanting mm-hmm. to get your take on it but I I don't remember it anymore. Fair enough. Well, uh, right. we can uh, talk about it as more information is presented. Yeah, to I am to stoked us. about that. I'm I'm curious to see if there's any loss in quality or or whatever. But at least Marvel decided what the hell they were doing with Inhumans and kind of like they sort of are able to have their cake and eat it too. Be like, oh yeah, it's in theaters, but it's not quite a movie. But it's eight episodes, so it's more Inhumans than it would have been. So I don't it's know. more Inhuman than Inhuman. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and w- okay, we, we still haven't talked about this and I want to talk about it. The Nintendo switch. What, yes. what are your thoughts on, on that type of console? I think it's actually pretty cool. What I saw of it. What about you, Matt? I mean, I don't even know what it is. So, uh, you haven't you seen the trailers? Talk about it. Well, it's their console that you can play on their, on the, your TV, but uh-huh. then it's also um, a handheld that you can take with you. Yeah, so the controller is like so two... with the Wii. You go ahead. Yeah, with the Wii U, you couldn't take the controller like anywhere you wanted to go. Oh, it's a little screen with two tabs on the side, and then you can take the tabs off and use them as independent controllers. Yeah, exactly. Or or you can take the tabs off and then put them onto a like a controller base, or there's a separate controller you can have, or like it's 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 very. Um, multiplayer slash move around slash all those other things friendly hmm. what's my opinion on it i'm not too interested i like the portability concept yeah because i love my ds but with this like you don't have to buy the game for your console and then buy it for your handheld you buy it once and then you can play it on both whenever you want yeah and that's that's very true and that that right there i think and it, 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 I guess it was like if you if you look at Nintendo's trajectory, I guess it was sort of the next logical step because they've been so strong in handheld gaming for so long. Um, yeah. 
that it was, you know, it was sort of inevitable that eventually those two things would have to, you know, marry each other. Um, well, I thought that's what they were going to do with the Wii U. Yeah. But it wasn't as portable as I would have liked it. So I, I just never bought one. And now they've completely discontinued making that system completely. Which is good. I don't know. That thing was yeah. a waste of money. So this, I, I like that all I have to do is buy the game once. Yeah. And I can play it at home on the TV or I can take it with me like anywhere. I can play it at work and all that. Yeah. And I like I like that base that all of the the console's, you know, processing power is just inside that tablet. So you don't lose anything by by taking it away other than the screen size. Yeah, um, exactly. And that is cool. And then also, you know, like we, there's a trailer for the Switch that's that's really cool just looking at like all the different multiplayer aspects. It looks like you can, you know, link up the, you know, a Switch with another Switch and play, you know, multiplayer that way. Um Yeah. And so I like it's it's kind of in that same vein of what Pokemon Go did. It's it's allowing gaming to be more uh, uh, communal than before. Yeah, because true. Remember, like remember back in the days of like the N sixty four and and consoles pre you know prior to that, like gaming was a thing where like you had fr- you know you brought your friends over and played games with them, right? Sure. I mean that was my experience growing up. Yeah, that was mine too. Like GoldenEye and like, you know, Super Smash Bros and like games like that where it's like, you know, you're playing games with like your friends or your brothers or whatever the hell. Um and so and it was allowed to be sort of a, a social experience or like even like the first Halo or whatever. Um but then online gaming starts becoming a thing and all of a sudden, you know, playing games is this very isolated, you know, solitary practice. Um and that that to me was the point where I started being less interested in games. Sure, was because like for me, I if not me, I I know like and and I I guess that's also <laughs> the divide there where like for you, you're playing a lot of narrative based games that are very sort of entrenching, well, and and that is primarily what I do as well. So I don't the 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 appeal of like communal gaming doesn't hold much. Yeah, water for that me. doesn't appeal to me either. I like the portability of it that I can take it with me like and play by myself. Yeah. Cuz that's how I play games. I'm not an online player. And I'm that's the thing is like I'm not an online player either. I when I play games, well I guess I am cuz I play GTA, but when I play it and like even with GTA, I would heavily prefer to be able to play GTA with like another person right there. You know what I mean? Or like play any game with like a friend and actually be able to do like split screen or with the switch you have your own screens um yeah and you're able to to do that way and i think like i think it is really cool because i think you know as a concept it will push you know especially sony because they've tried kind of dabbling in this type of thing before by having the vita link up with your playstation and stuff like that yeah they tried and it it just didn't really work out yeah because they didn't they didn't see it through all because it's it's the same you know thing where I just want to buy the game once. Exactly. But also, I probably will not buy the new Nintendo until I know what the launch titles are. Oh, of course. That's that's going to be, I think, a huge indicator. But, you know, I just... I, well, so I, while you guys were talking, I just looked up a little article. Um, it said what the launch ones were going to be. Um, so I, I, hold, I do think hold, that, hold this, your breath. that the Switch will push gaming toward that direction i think that because microsoft you know microsoft has been in the you know mobility business for a little while now they've been trying to do you know like the windows phones and stuff like that 
Um, and I think they will see what Nintendo is doing and go, oh, this is, you know, and like obviously the Surface and HoloLens and other stuff like that. And I think they'll see what Nintendo is doing and go, okay, this is the type of direction that we can take to actually make a significant impact in the sort of portable gaming market and in the portable market in general and, you know, the mobile market. Um, and I think with Sony, they go, okay, this is the sort of logical conclusion to what we were trying to do with the Vita. Um, and then obviously yeah. I think it'll probably give way to VR. You know, I think that, that AR and VR will take place of, of this type of thing. But I think for the next, you know, 10 years, five to 10 years, uh, that the switch is probably the, the best option for that type of thing. I don't know. So the, so the launch games are going to be two new Mario games, um, Splatoon, Skyrim, uh, and then soon after will be the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, that's the new, cool. the new Legend of Zelda game, and ports of Super Smash Bros., Mario Kart 8, Xenoblade X, and Super Mario Maker. And then planned games for later in the year are a new Sonic game, um, some Pokemon garbage, and something else. Uh, Pik- Pikmin. I don't know what Pikmin is. Oh, yeah. oh Pikmin. I know Pikmin. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, any yeah, hearing that, I'm not sold. No, it doesn't sell I'm not me either. either. That I'd rather play. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's probably the only one on there, and you can probably. I think you can just play those on your phone. So. Yeah. Well. So here's here's the thing. Nintendo was more than any other project they've had. Nintendo was very uh, under wraps on what they were doing with this console. Um, yes. And so I don't think the developers had the ability to even know what they would be doing before nintendo announced it um mm. so i'm willing and, until they give until they give me a metroid I'm not buying <laughs> anything i think i think the the <laughs> second and third year of the switch will probably be the biggest because i'm sure that's when they will start coming out with like a new super smash bros they'll do you know like a new metroid and they'll probably start bringing in maybe some of the the sort of bigger franchises until um, i get a new duck hunt i'm i'm out <laughs> Ooh, Duck Hunt would be really cool. But no, no, but no, I, no Metroid, no money. I'm excited to see what the Switch does for the market because I think, you know, like the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox, whatever the fuck they decide to call it, um, I think that this console, the, the Nintendo Switch, will have an impact on how those consoles are developed. Um, whether Whether they mimic this model or whether they just adapt certain aspects of it, I don't know, but I like the idea of being a lot more flexible with console gaming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm all about portable gaming. yeah, like I've always had a game boy since the very first game boy. I've had my game boy color, my game boy <laughs> advance, my ds, my ds light, my three ds nice Whoa. like all the game boys. I've had all of them because I love mobile gaming. Yeah. I've got this one. What's this one? What is it? I stopped at the DS, or I guess the DS Lite. I skipped the regular DS and went to the DS Lite from my uh, Game Boy SP. Oh, that's that's one of the new Game Boys. I got the Game Boy Advance see-through, and I've got Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I had, I had that, and then I had the smaller Game Boy Advance that came out that had a the screen that would actually light up oh yeah because this one doesn't yeah that was the yeah, that, that was the sp the game boy advance sp yeah that's what i had yeah, i had that one too red and i loved it oh yeah i had the well, i had the original and uh 
the, the original Game Boy, and I for some reason I traded my ex girlfriend for the Game Boy Advance. I think because I wanted to play Lego Star Wars, and she wanted to play Mario World. Oh yeah, uh, I had Mario World. We never traded back, so I'm stuck with the Game Boy Advance in one game. That's funny. <laughs> I let's see. I went from the original to the Game Boy Color to the SP to uh, the DS Lite. That's that was my trajectory. Although I had a PSP in the middle of there. Yeah, I never did have a PSP. They were fucking garbage. I always wanted one just because of the Final Fantasy games yeah. that are available to me on there. <laughs> but th- that's really my only interest, and that's all I would play on it. Josh I and I were heavy on that train, and uh, like we we tried to convince ourselves that the PSP was really cool, but it it wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I I did the one thing I liked about P, my, the PSP though was that my copy, uh, or my copy my PSP came with um, the the little you remember the discs they had the UMD. Yeah. It came with uh, UMD copies of Godzilla, the 2000 Godzilla, and uh, Spider Man Two. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I watched I watched the shit out of Spider Man Two. Never Those movies were expensive for it too. Oh, it was ridiculous. They were like Forty bucks, yeah. Yeah, we never we never bought another one after that. It's just those came with the uh, with the PSP, so I was like, alright. And then there was like a Star Wars Battlefront game that came out for it that was totally shitty, but I still played it. Oh yeah, it. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah, garbage. Yeah, it was bad. Yep. <laughs> um anyway. That's I don't know, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I've got, except uh Young Justice got renewed for season three. Which is just fucking dope. Netflix is producing Young Justice season three. I'm I'm so, I'm so excited, so excited. Yay! Uh, I'm excited that you're excited. There was Yay. an old episode that we did that you were talking about how how you didn't think it was going to happen and you were very bummed about it. Yeah, it was only because there was just there's there's too much fucking weirdness. But I'm I'm so stoked that it happened now, so I don't care. Nice. Um. Oh, and why the last man is uh getting adapted to uh tv with the showrunner from um fuck oh you got this the showrunner from american gods that's right yeah that's amazing cool right sold when do we get american gods i don't know i i figure they'll just surprise they'll just they'll just release it surprise one day i'm excited for that i need it it's got my husband in it crispin clover ah donald glover's dad that would be weird. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That would make so much sense, though, if Crispin Glover was the one that raised Donald Glover. That would make perfect sense. It would sense. kind of make sense, yeah. Huh. Speaking of perfect sense, have you guys seen any Fantastic Beasts? Any? Actually, no, not yet, because Matt's got ketchup. Oh boy, how much ketchup do I have? Um, well, I have a, uh, I have a big rescind, uh, a retcon I need to make on the podcast. Do it. Ooh. We had a episode just recently where I talked shit about Rick Remender's Low. Oh, I, oh yeah, you did. I didn't like the artwork, and I only read like f- there. I mean, you know, there was I trouble in paradise because Matt <laughs> was because you you were a Rick Remender fan. I am a Rick Remender fan. So what? So so something caused you to quake. Well, so what? Well, no, Jenica bought it. Bought the first three volumes for me when she was out of town. Because um, she's just an adorable so, wife that way. Yes, so I uh, I got around to actually reading them. Well, reading the first one, and uh, it's amazing. 
I still don't particularly love the art, but I, I really like the story. I think it's a pretty incredible comic. So I actually like the art in that. It's done by um, what the fuck's the dude's name? I don't remember. But that that was no, actually no. the part that that really uh, that I enjoyed the most. It's very different, and I, maybe that's just the part of it is it's a little bit more abstract. And but uh, what a story, man! That is a great comic. So Rachel didn't particularly take it like low, did she? Mm-mm. Nope. I read the first volume and. Yeah, I I just didn't, I didn't dig it. But I'd take it all back. I thought it was amazing. That's good. I'm gl- I'm glad to hear you're back on the take a drink list with Rick Remender. I've never been off of it, even if I didn't particularly care for one thing <laughs> once. I because uh, I think he I think he's really one of the best. So yeah. yeah, I agree. Even though I didn't like it, I still love him. He is a great writer. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yep, so I did that. That was that was good times. I I did read I will just say I did read issue 1 of Low and I I liked it quite a lot, so I at some point I'll finish it. Yeah, man, it's really good. Oh, and he's got that new series with uh Jerome Peña, the guy that he worked with on uh uh X-Force. Deadly Class? No. Deadly Class has been doing it for a while. He has a brand new series in on Image. It's only two issues are out now called 7 to Eternity. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's I read the first issue. I was intrigued by it. It's not my cup of tea i think genre wise but uh it's i mean every like all the ratings that i've seen for it have been phenomenal so nice yeah i'll check it out check it out check it out um <clears throat> what else did i do uh still reading american vampire slowly oh you know what i also started reading uh 30 days a night 30 days a night. oh i've always wanted to read that it's one it's really good yeah, it's quite good. Who are the it's got cre- very disturbing artwork? Who are the creators on it? Do you know? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I feel like I've seen the cover artwork for that, but I don't know. Yeah, I I've picked it up before and I've looked at it and I've wanted to read it forever, but just haven't got to it yet. Just too uh, many things. Yeah. Well, so the first volume is on uh, uh, Comicsology Unlimited, so I said, "Screw it, I'll check it out." Enjoyed it. Hooray! Um, it's written by Steve Niles and illustrated by Ben Templesmith. Oh, okay, yeah, Ben Templesmith's a fucking legend, dude. Oh man, the artwork in that thing is incredible, and just very dark and twisted. I really like it. I dig that. Yep. Yeah, I dark and twisted sounds like my type of thing. Yep, that's no, really good. Sounds like the type it's of thing very... that people who would do a daily mm-hmm. podcast about a zombie movie would uh, enjoy. Yeah. It would be foolish enough to do something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> those those crazy, crazy buffoons behind the living dead minute. That's that's for sure. Yeah, what's wrong with those guys? Yeah. What is wrong with those guys? Um and then I I uh I watched the first two episodes of Planet Earth Two. Did you watch some lizards is... getting mauled? Oh my god, that scene was incredible. <laughs> uh that yeah, that that show just, you know, f- never fails to uh explode with awe i mean it's such an amazing show like it's cool but it gives me anxiety I love so it. bad i love it so good i super good uh, they had some amazing uh snow leopard footage on the last episode Ooh, snow leopard and not the yeah. apple operating system kind N- nope nope the actual animal kind yep yep <laughs> <laughs> yep they're very rare yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen one. I didn't think you would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. That's how I judge the rareness of animals, is if I've ever seen them in person. There's a lot of rare animals out there in the world, then. There's so Jason? many, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. 
quite a large number. Uh, no, but that's you know, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing in the world. I love those Attenborough nature shows. So that's kind of that's very exciting for me to get a new one. That's dope, man. Uh, to watch, yeah. Um, I had my own nature show in my backyard when I cleaned a pig skull on Saturday. Ooh. Yep. Cleaned a pig uh, skull. What to do that for? Because I want a pig skull. <laughs> so you killed a pig, you removed the head from its body, and then... Uh, a friend of mine had a pig roast. Um, oh. Like a, tra- like a traditional pig roast. And so after the pig roast, I, I uh, took the skull. And Is your friend a Norse finished. Viking? No, that's usually a Hawaiian thing, a, yeah. a Pacific Islander thing. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, that was that was that was enjoyable. It smelled really bad. Um, so it's one of those smells that kind of gets stuck in your nose for hours after Ugh. smelling it. Yeah, that yeah. was the other day I came over. And, yeah, Rachel came and... over right as I finished, and I was, and I was like, still a little like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I just cleaned uh, the big skull. I yeah. smell the I smell of death. Really bad. Um. But no, it uh, looks really cool though. It looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited for that thing to get sun cleaned and and uh, that's yeah, it's fun. Um, Hooray! What I did something else too that was super fun. Super duper. Uh, Well, I can I can segue. Are we good on time for uh, our movie, or should we save the movie for next week? Uh, We we can do the movie right now. We we can we can go about ten minutes or so on the movie. Ten fifteen minutes. Okay. Sure. So, okay. So, to segue into it, uh, we went to see Fantastic Beasts uh, in IMAX and was pleasantly treated with the new trailer for Kong Skull Island. Oh, fuck. I didn't see. And I, like, like, I I, I can't hold my excitement about that movie. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. You didn't see it in IMAX? No, No, I didn't either, dude. IMAX. There's so few IMAX theaters here. Oh. It was, uh, have you guys seen the trailer yet? The new trailer? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. The new one that just I, came out like last week. I don't think I've seen that one. Well, I saw I that saw one. I just before. I wanted to see it in IMAX. I now I want to oh, go see it again. Man, dude, in IMAX that that thing was that was awesome. I mean, it's the scale is so big and all those giant monsters and yeah. that giant ox coming out of the lake and oh, oh boy, cool. that movie's gonna just and if that thing is it. leading up to a freaking Godzilla versus King Kong movie, which it which it absolutely is, right? That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. That's that's incredible, Ugh. legendary man. They're crushing it with the kaiju stuff. Oh, and yeah. I'm so happy. Plus, did you see yeah. there's stills of uh of the new Pacific Rim movie with John Boyega? Cool. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, yeah. but that sounds great too. Yeah, that's pretty that dope. sounds awesome. Oh man, everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love King Kong, so I've been excited for it for ever. Yeah. I just yeah I just love those giant monster movies and yeah. Oh, so well, great. And I mean all like the cast and crew behind the the new movie is just phenomenal. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Freaking so I, John uh, Goodman and Tom, Tom, I mean, we, wa- we, wa- we we were running late and we walked into the theater and right as we walked in, it started. So it's just perfect timing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then what did you see after the preview? Huh? What was the next preview? It was, <laughs> or... What was the main movie after all the previews? Oh, you know, we did see the new Wonder Woman trailer in the IMAX theater, and that that was pretty epic. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. No, I always get, like, super excited to see all this Wonder Woman. I'm like, yeah, Wonder Woman! Oh, that's and a, then there's that... a, sorry, there's a, there's a line of catch-up that I didn't touch on. Me rewatching Suicide Squad Extended Cut. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. <laughs> 
Yikes. That's a pile of steaming garbage movie. Yeah. Any, anyways, that Wonder Woman song just kills all excitement and joy <laughs> that I feel. For... <laughs> you guys don't want to talk about how much I did not like Suicide Squad. The let's, no, let's... I, I just had to get. I just had to get it out. How much <laughs> that song ruins. Wonder Woman looks incredible. Every amount of joy that I feel. I'm with for you Wonder there. Woman. I don't like that song at all. But that movie looks really awesome. Yeah. So no, but man, Suicide Squad. It's a, it's it it it. Go back and watch it, or don't, because it's not worth it. But it's it really is just a cookie cutter, paint by numbers, overhyped trash heap. I mean, it's not good. It's not trash a good movie. Heap. It's really bad, and it's re- and it bumps me out too because I was I remember coming out of the theater the first time watching it. And I was like, yeah, oh, that was fun. But I don't know what it was about the second time. Maybe I was just like you know thinking about it a little bit more, or just like kind of trying like analyzing it a little bit more, and the, the pacing and the. You know the di- particularly a lot of the dialogue, and it's like ex- so exposition heavy, and it's just really not good. Yeah, not good. It's it's such a it's such a bummer. the The best thing I can say about Suicide Squad is that I had a fun time watching it. However, as far like like as as somebody who who tries to be aware of those types of things and and aspires to do that type of thing fucking yeah like every aspect of it is is not executed very well yeah no it's real bad i mean it's it's anyway i mean i don't have to keep talking about how much i hated it but i really i'm 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 disappointed that i watched a second time because it it absolutely lowered my experience of that movie well look if the if the extended edition didn't do it for you just wait a few months and they'll have the joker's wild edition where all the jared leto scenes are put back in but there were a whole bunch uh, more Jared Leto scenes in oh, this but there are the extended more. edition. Are you serious? Is that really happening? Yeah, no, really? that's really happening. Oh, I'm no. not going to watch that. No. Dude, <laughs> imagine imagine being Jared re- Leto I... and Ugh. donating like six months of your life where you're like fucking eating rats and like sending, you know, a pig skin condom or whatever the fuck to like cast mates and like all this like weird shit like going full method and then you watch the movie and you're in it for like six minutes. Yeah, that's that's probably a big bummer. And I do like him, which I, is really disappointing. No, nope, I agree. I think he's a good Joker. I just the whole, ugh, it's just bad. And then, and I mean, it, the extended cut definitely highlights even more about how people should not be idolizing Harley Quinn as a, a role model. Yeah, that that bugs me. Yeah, she. Yeah, I she's mean, never been a role model. No, and it gets it's definitely worse. And it's just like it's it's almost glorifying abusive relationships and that's like not i don't know i'm not down with that and uh yeah, me neither anyway uh whatever i'm not gonna watch the joker's wet and wild no 2016 <laughs> cut. <laughs> i haven't i haven't even watched the extended cut which is like surprising it's for not... me being the dc fan that i am yeah totally i don't 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 just remember that experience you once had and that's yeah i i think i'm just gonna you know watch i've watched it that one time they really wonder woman should really be just the start of a dc universe and screw everything else because just reboot it with wonder woman reboot it leave it there as like for posterity's sake and but it's just like come on guys jeff johns we are our our faith is in you to to fix fix it yeah yeah it's rough you you guys are I don't know, man. I, you know, watching it, I, I just get this feeling that Warner Brothers is just like dumping way too much studio oversight into the movie. Yeah, 
and uh, and uh, just ruining it, just ruining it by overthinking it, and and then trying too hard, and oh, absolutely, and, and just churning out schlock. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, just fucking. Uh, what was better? What did I like better? What did I say was better? Gods of Egypt. I thought Gods of Egypt was a better movie. <laughs> and Gods of Egypt is not a good movie. I have at well, all. Um, I have a hard time that, with that. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. Anyway, I do. Um, I do think that Batman v Superman is like infinitely more rewatchable than Suicide Squad. Man, I don't know. I because I on my third viewing of that, I was like, nope. I, I don't know if I could watch it again, nope, honestly. Never watching that again. That was it. I don't ever find myself wanting to watch it again, but I think I could way before I could watch Suicide Squad again. That mm. is true. I would if I had to choose between the two, yeah. I'd watch BVS. Yeah. But uh I don't have to choose between the two, so I probably won't watch either one again. Yeah. But then Same. I mean But if, yeah, but if I did have to choose, I would choose Batman v Superman. Yeah, Re- I mean, rewatchability doesn't necessarily mean a movie's good or bad. I mean, like for for instance, Citizen Kane. I don't really ever find myself wanting to watch that because it's a fucking long movie and like it's it's a no, real yeah, schlock. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I am referring to these specifically because I don't think either of them are that good of movies. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't love either. Like, I had fun watching Suicide Squad, and I I thought there were things about Batman v Superman that were that were enjoyable, um, and I think that it got an undue amount of flack just in my opinion but i don't know it's weird i i am you know, i am really excited for Wild you know Man, you know batman v superman is the only thing i've ever rated on imdb <laughs> <laughs> what'd you rate it i rated it when i walked out of the theater what do you think i rated it one star one fucking star just like the person <laughs> who didn't like my voice I just yep. walked out of that movie theater and like, I was one like you know star. what? I'm giving this movie one star <laughs> because get your shit together, Warner Brothers, and put put some put some I don't know fix DC because like I want DC to kick ass and it doesn't. Yeah. As soon as as soon as Zack Snyder is done with his his thing, I, f- I I'll feel much better about their universe. I'm still totally well. I I think I think Wonder Woman is going to be awesome. I I have faith that Wonder Woman is going to. It looks like it's going to be a really fun, cool, cool uh, movie. So yeah, and I know like I know that so <laughs> the script process of Wonder Woman is funny because like Jason Fuchs did a process or did did the screenplay. Then Zack Snyder did a pass on it, and then after Zack Snyder did a pass on it, Jeff Johns came in and was like, "All right, I'm going to actually do do a final draft on this one. Let me uh." Have a, have some time with this, and then gave them the shooting script. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping, which is good. Yeah, I think that's great, and I'm hoping that Zack Snyder yeah. wasn't spending time on set or anything. So, well, he is. Zack Snyder is the top build producer on Suicide Squad. So, yeah, yeah. But no. Zack Snyder, man, that guy is not worth his salt. Anyway, so blah blah blah. <laughs> DC, blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I am excited uh, for Wonder Woman, Flash, and uh, Aquaman, though. Even though Flash lost its second director. Okay, blah blah blah. Okay, and moving on. Yep. Uh, we we did have a thing to talk we about. We did have a thing to talk about. Uh, I want to derail us Speaking too bad. of Warner Brothers, Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and where to find them. Uh, Harry Potter-verse. What'd you guys think? Rachel, what'd you think? You're the biggest Harry Potter <laughs> fan here. I don't know about that. You got a tattoo. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Ra- like Rachel and I are probably near each other, but Rachel's got a tattoo, so that put her, puts her above me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot I really really liked and there's a lot that i just it left me with a oh feeling yeah pretty underwhelmed 
like overall i would say that i i did like it i did enjoy it but i didn't love it but there were pieces that i loved yeah i i guess it's it's hard with a movie like this because there are seven previous movies and an entire series of books that establish the sort of tone and world uh, that this takes place in. However, yeah. it takes place in it's it's almost like if you were looking at Marvel and and were to use uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier as a gauge for what Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be like. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're two v- exactly. They're two very different aspects of one world because you know, as we see in this movie, the Wizarding World in America, you know, f- you know, fifty years prior or whatever, very different from the Wizarding World in England fifty years ahead. You know, or or seventy years yep. ahead, however long it was. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're very very different. Yeah, they take place like just time wise in a very different time, but also yeah, like location. Um. And, you know, yeah, witches and wizards aren't accepted. Yeah, because it's like the Salem Witch Trials and stuff, which is really cool. And I wish they had kind of leaned into that a little more. Um, Yeah, same. Because that's like, that's, I felt like that's kind of a perfect thing. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, that's. Some of, like the. Yeah, they should have did more with that. That's probably how it should have. Yeah. Went. The. (laughs) It would have been way more interesting. (laughs) I, I felt like here here honestly was my the the biggest thing that made it feel a little off to me was the use of magic. Um it felt I don't know the, there was there's something different about the way that everybody used magic in this movie as opposed to how it's used in the rest of the movies cuz like if you notice like most of the spells that people are using they're not you know they're not saying any incantations um and yeah. They're like doing it in different ways, and like the apparition. Although I guess in the movie universe, the apparitions never made like a sound or whatever. But in the books, when people apparate, it's like a loud, you know, popping sound or clicking sound or snap or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so it's always bugged me when people apparate, and it's like the smooth transition or whatever, just because I have that in my head. Um, yeah. But that's a nitpicky it, exactly. thing. Um, no, I I feel the same way. I like the look of it. Yeah. But it still just didn't feel right. What's a, and I think that's how I, I just thought of like the whole thing is like this just doesn't feel like it has the heart and the soul that Harry Potter had. That's kind of where I am. What what about you, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird sounding question. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I'm on the full, complete opposite side of the fence that you guys are on. I thought it was easily the best Harry Potter movie thus far. <laughs> I thought it had... I thought it. I thought. Wait, hold on. I'm going to take a guess. It's because of the Fantastic Beasts and possibly where he found them. Well, partly, but let me let me let me uh, let me let me tell you why. I thought Newt was an absolutely charming character that was super easy to 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 sort of uh, to use like big movie review terms to fall in love with. He's just like yes, awkward, bumbling, goofball. Just he was so awkward. I love it, and, and I I did really uh, really love him. He was him. so good. I think I mean I don't know. So he was just absolutely charming. I loved all the secondary characters. Um, I thought that uh, the the nomad guy was was just great. He was delightful. Oh, I loved him. He was absolutely delightful. I thought 
the rest of them were really good. I thought that the uh, the villain's story was a little uh, foggy. Um, Nelson. But, but overall, I, I really just thought it was... Um, I, I don't know. I walked out of that just feeling like just happy, and it was a charming movie, and there were all sorts of cool creatures, and I really liked that. I mean, obviously, I like that kind of creature design the stuff. The creatures but were phenomenal. Just, I, I loved all yeah. the creatures. Oh, yeah, amazing. they were beautiful. Um, I really liked the tone that the wizard, the the world of wizards has back then, where it's more of the more. I really liked the more like the 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 in secrecy conflict that's going on and all that kind of stuff. I really thought that was much more intriguing to me than um, all the other Harry Potter stuff. Um, you know, and to be fair, I never really got into Harry Potter. It was never really my jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so this felt a little bit more adult to me, a little bit more uh, sort of uh, a little, I mean, I don't want to say darker because mm-hmm. I know Harry Potter got pretty dark, but I think sort of sort of a sort of a darker overtone over the world that it's that it's set in. I think all the characters being adults probably uh, had something to do with that, too. It absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, and I th- but uh, no. Totally. I mean, I, I don't know. I laughed a bunch. I yeah. was smi- smiling through a huge chunk of it. And I just, you know, yeah. when I, was, I just had a really good time watching it. And the, the, those are the parts where I absolutely loved it, where like it was beautiful and it was funny, but there was a lot that I just kind of felt, I felt underwhelmed when I left the theater. I walked out kind of like, eh, it was so, good. I liked it, but I didn't love it. I, so there's, there's, uh, a couple of things. The first, I think, I think the, the one of the reasons why uh, Rachel and I are kind of having that like something's missing experience is I think the same reason why uh, Matt enjoyed this one more is that I think Rachel, you and I identified or or felt strongly uh, a connection to the sort of youthful wonderment of the the Harry Potter movies. You know, like it's it's from the perspective of kids, and so it's all very much, you know, like, bigger than them, and there's a lot of, you know, sort of, like, joy and wonder that comes with those movies, right? Um, Yes. Whereas with Fantastic Beasts, it's kind of like, okay, these, you know, most of the characters here are very used to, you know, at least a good portion of the things they're being exposed to in the film. You know, there's basically one point of view character, and that's, that's, uh, what's-his-face, the uh, Nomadge. Um, yes, but other than that, everyone's very experienced, uh, you know, and Newt's obviously, you know, like with Harry, you look at a character like Harry and you pretty much know everything you need to know about him right off the bat. Uh, with Newt, he's a very mysterious character. He, he holds a lot of his cards close to the chest and, and you don't really know a lot about his past or how he got there. You're yeah. just kind of dropped into it kind of like Doc Brown. You know what I mean? Well, cause all you know about him is just from... Hogwarts and the textbooks and totally all that and they and they that, only that's all you know about him yeah and they give you very very few n- hints or even suggestions about his backstory in this movie you know he's already an adult in this movie yeah. and there's very little done to be like okay here's where he comes from um which I think is good you know because it it, it makes you just ask all these questions about him and in terms of like starting off a franchise I think it's a great way to go because then you can explore those things um yes. And so, I, like, like personally, I feel that this movie was very good, um, but I think because it's in that shared universe, but from such a different perspective, I think that's why people like Rachel and I might have a hard time with it, because it's like, okay, 
you know, accepting a that this is connected to all those other things, and that there are characters who are going to be in you know both sort of separate franchises, um, but then also b that it feels so much different. Whereas somebody like Matt, yeah. who didn't necessarily like the Harry Potter movies at first, I think this because of those differences, I think makes it a lot more appealing. Is that? Do you think I'm correct there? I think you're mostly yeah. right. I mean, because, you know, to be fair, I did read all the books and I watched all the movies of Harry Potter. So I wasn't like, I'm not like clueless about the world of oh, Harry no, Potter. Yeah. I wasn't suggesting that. No, yeah. no, 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 I know. It, I'm yeah, just, it's just, just not just, your... Just clarifying, yeah. Not so, your thing. It, I mean, I liked it when I was young. When I, the first three books came out, I was I read them a lot and was pretty into it. And then I think it's the more Harry Potter seemed to draw... Uh, to draw upon the, the the this the this like kind of generic concept of fantasy world, which I don't really get behind as much. Yeah, you've had a hard time uh, with fantasy before. I I really don't like fantasy stuff so much. So this I felt was much more grounded in uh, you know yeah quote real world with this fantastical stuff that happens around. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, that's I, definitely yeah. a big part of the appeal for me because this felt more like Dresden Files than it felt like. Uh, yeah wizard school party tea time that's fair you know? yeah i i yeah i and know I, exactly I, what you're saying and that's exactly why i had such a stronger connection to this than i ever did with the harry potter but movies. i i also like agree with jason in the sense that like obviously harry you know you're gonna learn everything with him but since it's set in a school even the kids that know magic are still learning yeah so you so you still get you know the wonderment with all of them as well. Yeah, they're being exposed to it as you everybody. Are. Yeah, everybody basically already knows what's going on. Yeah, I think that's it too. Newt's a much more relatable character to me than Harry ever was. You've always liked very I, prepared I, characters. I did, I did love yeah. Newt though, just because he is so awkward. Oh, so, such a great character, and, and it's it's charming. It's well, it's charming, and I mean, I, I relate to that character a lot, just in the sense of like. Much more comfortable around animals. Yeah. Much more, you know, kind of like, you know, don't reveal all the cards. Don't talk a lot. I really like that he didn't talk a lot. And then he kind of spoke with his his uh, nonverbal communication. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I really liked that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was. Something about Eddie Redmayne has very, never very quite cool. worked for me. However, I did Ugh. love this character. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I, I I'm in the same boat though. It just he's never quite been my favorite yeah. person, <laughs> but I I absolutely loved this character and I I related to him as well. Just being awkward and when he says people think I'm annoying, <laughs> totally. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I just kind of don't talk to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, so you know, and and. and uh, just the how clever the, all the creatures were, I thought was such a huge. But I mean, I, yeah. I, the the idea of a movie where a guy shows up and a bunch of magical creatures get out of his briefcase and then he has to go find them—that's like what a great simple story. And I thought that yeah. that's the. I mean, that's if I'm going to give one criticism, I think the big criticism I have is that 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 there was other stories going on at the same time. Which I felt detracted from the big story, which is just his goofball asked to go get his animals back, and like <laughs> you know the wacky adventures that follow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have preferred if it just stuck to that as well. Yeah, we didn't necessarily need all the Grindelwald stuff. 
No, and I no. and I felt like it was a little a little bit a little bit foggy. Uh, Nelson and a little bit a little bit rough. Stop it! <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> um. So, anywho, I don't know. I I I I, I give. I'm gonna. I'm giving it high marks. I I, I really. I, I really came out of that movie just feeling that sense of wonder and amazement that that uh, I imagine a lot of people got when they watched Harry Potter. Yeah. And that's fair. And I and yeah. I see all that. And I also that's also why I want to see it in IMAX because I feel like with a movie like this, immersiveness is a big part of it. You know, we we saw it in IMAX. We did not see it in 3D, and I think that 3D would probably be pretty pretty amazing for this movie. A lot of the yeah, especially while they're walking around through the uh, through the uh, through the briefcase. So I I did see it in in 3D. I didn't see it in IMAX, but I saw it in 3D. Um, and that was mm-hmm. pretty that was pretty good. It was it it was the real D 3D though, which I feel like is not great compared to IMAX 3D. No, real three real D sucks. Yeah, it, it was kind of garbage. It was giving me a little bit of a headache, and I think that also probably played into me not being able to to immerse myself in it more. And so I think I might want to go and see it in IMAX just to just to see if I feel something a little different while watching it. It was the scale was so big and so you know, I mean, I think that was a big part of it yeah. too. Is like seeing it in IMAX and like that big elephant rhino thing like like trundles up and yeah, and I'm sure the sound design giant. was amazing. It was, and the and the, and it's giant on screen, and I don't know. Yeah, it 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 worked real well. Yeah. I I will say that I absolutely loved the giggle water. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I died every time he he took a sip. Of well, it. Th- and that 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 uh, that elf that's uh, like the Billy Holiday elf that's singing in the bar. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the most realistic CG things I've ever seen. That was incredible. It was yeah. incredible. I mean, the 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 level of real, realism in this movie, I think, was a big part of yeah. it too. Because it's like all the creature design was so cool and so realistic. What'd you think yeah. of? Yeah. Uh... And and oh, go ahead. just real quick, I love his attachments to the animals. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a bit. I mean, that's a that's that's a huge part of why my yeah. what my uh, sort of relating to him is. Yeah. It broke my like, heart when he gave wise, over that thing. I, yeah, movie-wise, oh, yeah. I don't care, like, a whole lot when people die. But if an animal gets hurt yeah. or dies, like, I just freak out and I can't handle it. Animals and adorable so robots I, get me. Yeah, so that that just kind of gave me the same feeling where it was like, I just want all the animals to be safe. And, yeah, the part where he gives away the little tree, like, oh, my God, well, I was, like, I cried. That was, that. yeah, that was like, heartbreaking. I, I was really upset. I was really upset. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah, I loved, to kind of back up on what Matt said, uh, I loved What's-His-Face, the Nomadge. I loved uh, the two sisters. I thought they were both fantastic. And, like, whoever the, yeah. who was the main girl? I don't know that actress, the the brunette that was the um, the former Auror. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything before. I don't either, but she's, like, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was really, really good. good. I I really liked her, and I liked her sister a lot too. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I would say that that's probably one of the funnest movies I've seen in a long time. It was definitely and, and maybe maybe one of the best I've seen this, this year so far. Compared to a lot of the movies this year, I think that it, on the especially on the fun scale, I think it was uh, very high up there. Yeah, um, and and I'm and I'm not like trying to diss it or anything. I I no. did really like it, but. It's just that it was missing something for me, yeah, sure. and I also am not thrilled about Johnny Depp being in it. So let's nobody is. Let's let's talk about that. 
Well, I guess we should probably put spoiler warning on the title of the episode then, just so yeah. Um, I'll I'll put a spoiler warning there. No worries. Um, what did you? Th- I, I mean, what did you think of them stealing the ending of Twenty One Jump Street? Ah, uh, goddamn it! I was really hoping you wouldn't do that li- that joke, Jason. Why? It's it's true. <laughs> I don't know. You're pushing it so hard, know, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Um, I just I think no, it's funny. I don't. Okay. Let's all take a moment, reflect upon Jason's joke. It's it's, it's Johnny Depp doing a face off. He's it's it's you know why why is why has he got to do that all the time? Um, I didn't. I don't. My concern is that 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 the next all the rest of the movies in this series is going to be about that, and it's going to completely forget yeah. the essence of what yes. this movie is really good about, which is. Newt Scalamander and his wacky animals, which I think is yeah. the strength that this whole this whole franchise could rest upon those laurels and be excellent. Yeah, it's like Doctor Doolittle, but exactly a but wizard. Fantastic! It's the best. I love it. Yeah. So, and if it just turn if it just turns into Newt having to fight, uh, what's his name, Griswold, uh, Grindelwald, Grindelwald, whatever. Uh, the, you know what? I don't care. That's just I, I, I'm I'm over that story. You have an opportunity here to make this really like clever, fun, different type of fantasy f- movie that's not like one guy trying to take over the world, yeah, yeah. one man to stop him. Because it's yeah. like, all right, we've seen that in every other movie. So stick with this other very clever, wacky animals or yeah, getting, getting out. And then, I, yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. Or, but or, I'm I'm also just sick of johnny depp in general yeah like i've been sick of him for like 10 years yeah. that that's also that's also a, a, a valid and so and, which is sucks because i he was always one of my favorite actors i absolutely loved him in everything yeah, and then, and then tim in, burton uh, started putting him in everything yeah. and then he that was, there ever was and then he was tonto in uh, that yeah. Movie. Yeah, it was that trajectory from Tonto through or from Jack Sparrow to Tonto to Mordecai, like all those just weird characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, I He was good. He was good in Tusk though. He was good in Tusk, I agree there. Um Yeah, that's true. So that and that is that is my problem with casting Johnny Depp as Grindelwald is that he He's a dominating presence on screen and not in a good way like somebody like yes. Anthony Hopkins or like Robert Downey Jr. in those sort of positive ways where they add something to the film. Johnny Depp now so, detracts. So, so the, yes, well, so absolutely. The, the brief moment we did see him, though, I, I felt like, you know, obviously it's not a, an accurate representation of the full character that we will, I assume, see in the next movie. Yeah. Um, unless they're smart and they don't go straight to that and they do something else. Um uh he didn't seem to be Johnny Depping it up so hard, so maybe, True. maybe no, but he did look so hope. fucking weird that I was like, God damn it, like why does Johnny Depp have to look so weird always? I think that's part of the part of the maybe glimmer of hope is that he looks so different than normal. Yeah. That it it might I don't know. I'm just trying to I hope l- so. light at the end of the tunnel. I, but, yeah. but 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 I do agree with you that I I have the same fear that he's just going to detract from the what this series could be. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is now, so they they are casting for Dumbledore and or for a young Dumbledore, and they're obviously at some point in these films. Now there are going to be five films, so it could be a while down the road. But at some point in these films, they are going to have the big you know wizarding duel between uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So yeah, in order to a play up that relationship and b you know, make Dumbledore an equal presence with Grindelwald on screen, 
who the fuck do they cast as Dumbledore now that Johnny Depp is freaking Grindelwald? You know what I mean? That yeah. actually, that actually, beyond who they cast, because I don't care. The, the bigger point is that 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 makes me feel like Newt's going to then be taking a sideline to the rest of the story, and that will take yeah. o- that will then take over. It'll be Dumbledore yeah. versus Grindelwald, and you know what? I, do, I don't I don't care. Well, here, I, yeah. So like, <laughs> I think so. First off, I I I would I would <laughs> love nothing more than the main focus of the rest of these movies to be essentially Newt Scamander playing Indiana Jones, where he's searching for different, you know, beasts, you know, like beasts and creatures and, and relics or whatever the hell. And like, just doing some sort of, you know, uh, well, I love, I love the, I love the, where he's like, this is the last breeding pair. And I'm, you know, I'm taking care of this, this, this almost extinct species. And I was just like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and if it was him just going around, you know, trying to, save animals and... but if it just turns into another like hogwarts party and dumbledore and blah 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 yeah blah, 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 i don't care like i i like the you know the prequel aspect of that but i don't like if it's combined yeah with the possibility of newt's awesome dr doolittle wizard story I, I that i want to see so <laughs> love it. that's the that's like the best <laughs> fantasy story i've seen in years i think i think because it's a f- it's going to be a five film franchise i think it's safe to assume that the big battle doesn't happen until the fifth movie um and so i think that possibly then the first few movies will be more focused on uh newt and dumbledore because you know they mentioned and they made a point of mentioning too in in this film that Dumbledore was very fond of of Newt. Um, yes, and so I think, and I think that might have been something to establish that they know each other, so that when you know, so that if they meet in the next movie or when they meet in the next movie, that we already know. Okay, they know each other. They have an established friendship, you know, and then something. So then maybe they go on sort of an adventure together. You know, like Newt enlists Dumbledore's help, or vice versa. Maybe Dumbledore enlists Newt Newt's help in in you know, some sort of, you know, creature related thing. Um, and I think that could be really fun, you know, having that and then sort of Grindelwald off in the background, you know, until, cause obviously he's got to be yeah. there until the fifth movie basically. Um, and they could also do sort of an X-Men approach to this where like the movies take place, you know, a few years apart, um, you know, as sort of mm-hmm. like leading up yeah. into that time. Um, but, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is if there's no more Fantastic Beasts and I don't know where to find them, I'm not going to be interested in the rest of the movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I'm sure that's the thing too. Is the other? I think the other movies are going to be called Fantastic Beasts colon something something, and so I'm sure they will have to at least keep those as the focal point. They better because that's they got they're sitting on gold with that right there. Yeah. yeah. At least I'm sure they'll at least do a trilogy, and then maybe the other two movies will be more focused on Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Hope so. But who knows? Uh. You guys want to give it a rating? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I rate it... Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of like a clever thing to, to rate it with. I, oh, give, I, it, I, did really... I give it three out of five beasts. Oh, man. That's what everybody else was going to do, too. <laughs> that's why I did it first. <laughs> I give it seven out of ten uh, creepy curled back Ron Perlman fingers. Ugh. Oh, those were gross. Those were gross. disgusting. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah, we didn't even mention how great Ron Perlman was. He was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. And so was uh, uh, and Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. I didn't like him in really? this movie, oh, actually. That is so good. God, he bugged me so oh, much. I loved he, it. just wanted to smack he him. He bugged me Such in the right way. a little creepy character. Yep, totally. No, he, was it great. wasn't even the right way. It was just like, God, I hate everything about this kid. I oh, love that character. It's so cool. <laughs> well, and I think it showed off how Grindelwald is like a, a manipulator and a user and, and possibly, you know, some aspects of what his sort of friendship with Dumbledore was like for years and stuff. I think that it could be like a sort of a yeah. tease for continuing things. But anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten, and I really liked it. <laughs> Nothing special. <laughs> Great job. Um, well, unless you guys got any other stuff, we should wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, should. We've been going a long time. Thanks for sticking with us. If you have, uh, feel free to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, or Instagram and Facebook at Savage Land Podcast, and Twitter at Savage Land Pod. Uh, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes and give us your thoughts on whatever the fuck we talked about today uh, to fantasticbeasts at savagelandpodcast.com. Uh, yep. And and, and uh, we know where to find them. We